Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. You've got Rebecca Shalon in for Brandy today. And we do have amazing guests all the time. And this week is no exception. Of course, we've got another amazing, fierce woman. You guys know that I'm all about girl power and like women empowerment. And just this woman is the epitome of fierce and go getter. And you know what? Just listen to what she has to say. I would love to introduce you guys to Lily Schmill. Hi, Lily. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's such a pleasure. (laughs) Always good to talk to you, Rebecca. I am very excited to have you on the show. Um, not only is Lily an amazing like guest in her own right, she's also a really good friend of mine, uh, one of my besties, and I absolutely adore spending time with her, and she just has like the most creative and wonderful things to say. You'll always learn something new and like be excited around Lily, which is really fun. Like she's, <laughs> she's very inspirational. <laughs> so you know what? Let's start off a little bit about you, who you are. Um, so tell us what you do, Lily. Yeah. So I actually do graphic design currently and, um, I do, I do most of my design I do for this company called the Corker Collective, which is an amazing, amazing company. If you don't know them, you should look them up. The corkercollective.com is the website. Mm, and they are very cool. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're like a life coaching. Um, we do a lot of B2B. So we'll help companies become, we'll help teach managers become better leaders. And, and it kind of is like paving the way to how workplaces should be mm-hmm. um, in 2021 and onward, like just forever. It's a very yeah. healthy, healthy, healthy place to work. And I love that we try to get other companies, companies like Lululemon and MEC, et cetera, et cetera, to also be healthy workplaces. Yeah, a lot of focus on uh, workplace culture and environment. And it's it's definitely something that, you know, affects your workplace performance as well. Um, speaking of your performance, like you love doing graphic design and everything. So what, what got you into it? I do love doing graphic design. I actually... Um, way back in the day, went to film school. First, I went to SFU for film. And uh, really, I just went there for one term, did nothing but party. And then I felt like in my gut that it wasn't the school for me. And a lot of my life is kind of that way. Like, suddenly, I will feel like I'm in the wrong place. And I will just go with my intuition. Mm -hmm. Um, That rickety feeling always really gets me going. (laughs) I, I like what you're saying there, a rickety feeling. Explain that for me. What, what exactly is like that feeling that makes you move on? What What is that for you? It just feels rickety. It feels like I was walking a path and, and the path was cemented and everything. And then suddenly I'm off-roading and I'm in the woods and it feels rickety. And I'm like, this doesn't feel steady. Yeah. For whatever reason, it just didn't. And so then I left as if you went to Kaplan University because the government at the time had funded or put a lot of money towards funding the BOSA building, which was the huge film building that had this huge theater. And they like mm-hmm. totally 
totally made an amazing, amazing place to go and study film. So I did that. And then one day after set, I, I think it was like one in the morning or something. Um, after wrapping, I, I left and got on the bus and there was these, um, women that were just talking about what their homework was because Capilano university doesn't only teach film. It teaches like all sorts of things. And so they were complaining about their homework that they had to, um, kind of design magazine covers and mm. all this stuff. And I was, I was kind of listening in because not, not a lot of people were on that bus. It was like one in the morning. And I just, my ears just, I just came alive because I was like, what they're complaining about their homework is what I do as a hobby on the side, like for mm-hmm. fun. And so then I was like, sorry, just to, to be clear, what program are y'all in, you know? And I just mm. really wanted to know. And they told me, oh, we're in the idea program at Capilano University and uh, this is what you do and all that stuff. So I immediately looked up the idea program because I really wanted to know how I can also do design for a living. I didn't know people Mm. could make a living off of something I do for fun. Like that was insanity to me. And so then I went to the front desk of the idea program and I said, hey, um, I think her name was... Tammy at the time I said hey Tammy um I really want to get into this program and I'm in film now I'm wondering like how I can get into this program and she she said everybody submits portfolios and then we look Mm. at all the thousands of portfolios that get submitted and then we pick 60 to come in to do an interview like which is a day long Mm -hmm. and then and then we narrow it down to 30 who actually get into the program and I said great okay so step one what is a portfolio? <laughs> I really, I was so far removed from this, this world of design. I had no idea. And she's like, well, you take some of your work and you put it on poster board. And I was like, where do I get poster board? What is it? So many questions. Um, and then she said, you know what, actually, um, because I sounded like such a beginner, she was like, you know what, actually, um, portfolios this year for this cohort are due in 10 days. So maybe you should apply for the one next year and that'll give you a year and 10 days to get your portfolio together. And I was like, you know what, Tammy, I'm going to, I'll see you in 10 days. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So I went out and uh, just grabbed, like literally didn't sleep, didn't eat. I had many breakdowns, but I did manage to get a portfolio together um, in 10 days. and, And the way that I did that was actually... And I do this often in life. When I want something, I go talk to people who already have that thing. And mm-hmm. I just say, tell me yeah. what got you here. I, and, and, and like talk Very to them. And, and I kind of really like get to know them as people. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I went to somebody who was in the idea program, who was a friend of a friend of mine. Cause I, and, and that's how I knew her was I asked, does anyone know anyone in the idea program? Like I just yeah. like mass messaged everyone I knew. Yeah. And then, uh, then I got to talking to her. Her name was Taylor Lee, who's a very, very talented illustrator, designer. Um, and she brought me into her classroom, which was so inviting. And she was like, mm-hmm. hey, everyone, Lily wants to get into idea. Like, let's all talk to her. And so I just, I got a sense of what everybody put into their portfolio to get into the program. Mm-hmm. And what I had gathered, it was, it felt like, it felt like you had to, have things in your portfolio that were awkward to hold. <laughs> what? That, what a strange thing to pick up. But that's like 
That's what I, I love that because it's, <laughs> I love the way your brain works. It's so interesting. You always pick out like this, this like something that people might overlook that actually might be important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because basically, if you think about any time you apply to somewhere and that has thousands of people applying, anything you can do to make them, to force them to spend more time on your portfolio is going to benefit you tenfold. So what mm-hmm. I ended up doing was I, I bought a wood burner and I, I bought, um, I had this like dress that I painted and I like yeah. had that be a design. So when they opened my portfolio, they had to pull out like a piece of wood that I wood burned and like this <laughs> dress and like these uh, DVD covers that I'm, that I designed in film school and all these like bits and bobs that you had to hold. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, I really, I really like know that I'm not such like the best illustrator. So in fact, what I ended up doing was writing basically every piece of thing that I had in there was a joke. Like every title was a joke, something to make them laugh, something to make them remember me, you know? Yeah. Um, I had like instructions on what I can and cannot put in my portfolio. And one of the things said something like, um, do not include slides. And I I was like, oh, yet another thing. I don't know what that is. I had no idea what slides were for me. Slides were what was in the park. So then I was like, okay. (laughs) So what I did for one of my sketches was I went to the park and I- Don't include a slide. Oh my God. I went to the park and I sketched the entire playground as one of my sketches that I would would submit in my portfolio. And then I titled it. Well, then I took the- the um the rule that said do not include slides and I cut it out and I highlighted yeah. it and I pasted it on the back of my sketch and I called so that creative piece, I called that piece slides don't bite <laughs> slides don't bite that's so creative I love that and obviously that got you into the program yeah I guess they like yeah. the way that I thought but but definitely like the talent that it took to get in there like everyone in there was so talented I mm-hmm. I'm still and it's been so many years since I graduated. I graduated in 2016. I'm still in disbelief that I got into that program because it really, it really is an incredible place. Mm. I think there's a lot of like lessons to take from that because, you know, you got somewhere not by taking what someone else did or whatever, you made it your own and you included so much of you and your personality, knowing that you were beginning at it and you, you were new. So you just put your own style on things. Um, because if you had tried to do it like the typical way, like, um, submit that, like if you'd looked up portfolios and all that sort of thing and tried to do exactly what everyone else does, you wouldn't have stood out the way that you did and, and, you know, been able to get into the program. So, you know, the lessons here are like, be yourself and there's more to life than just knowing a thing. You actually have to like know how to use it and adapt kind of thing. Like the, the, the whole thing, like knowing a tomato is a fruit is knowledge but wisdom is not putting it in a fruit salad kind of thing you know mm, yeah I like that the, I, I love that story because like you were just purely yourself you were like I want to do this and then you just did it you had an Elwood's moment and it's like do you do you think you just woke up one day and and said I'm gonna go to law school you, you did that with graphic design and I love that yeah, um, I did. And it, it's, it's been an amazing, amazing ride for sure. 
Yeah. And you now have your own company as well with graphic design, as well as being, you know, the lead at the Cork Collective um, and being like all the creative input and everything there. You also manage your own company. Tell us a little bit about that journey. I do. Yes. So I do freelance. Mm-hmm. I left an agency downtown that I was working at just to do my own thing. And I have a, a few clients that I have on my, on my roster. Mm. But my biggest client was the Corker Collective. Mm-hmm. And when, when 2021 came to a close, sorry, 2020, 20. when 2020 last year came to a close, um, there were, there was this thing that the Corker Collective was doing, which was the hundred days, uh, the Corker Co hundred. So basically they were like any goal you have, let's save 2020. It doesn't have to suck. Let's take the last hundred days and any goal you have, let's all kill it. You know, so my goal for the last hundred days was to, to do my own thing, to start my own company, to like have my own clients. So what I ended up doing was I went to my biggest client, the Corker Co. And I went, Hey, um, in honor of the hundred days, do you think that I can get on payroll and become a full-time graphic designer under your umbrella? And that gives me health benefits and steady income and all that stuff. And Mm. they're an incredible company, like hands down. And uh, they said, yeah. (laughs) And that was a big deal. Cause I was like, great. Like I can leave my agency life, do my own thing and have steady income and produce the kind of work that makes me light up and makes the world light up because like, we're doing good. Like I'm not, I feel like I'm no longer selling my soul to the devil, you know, sometimes (laughs) (laughs) sometimes ads can feel that way a little bit. Mm. In corporate life. But that's, again, that's another example of you sort of following your heart and taking, taking that inspiration, just going, okay, they've given me this idea. Now I'm going to run with it and you've made it your own. Like you're, you're able to run your own company while also kind of being an employee. You Like you've made it work for you. Like you get all the things you need and you're still living out your dreams, which is awesome. So you just like found a way to make that happen. Um, but your, your business is just, it's under your name, right? Like it's lilyschmill.com. So if anyone's curious, you can go to lilyschmill.com and check out her work and everything. You've had some amazing clients. What, what has been like your favorite, favorite job to date? Hmm. Hmm. I definitely remember when you had like the beer cans, I thought that was really cool. <laughs> beer cans, yes. yeah. Making beer cans is awesome. Um, mm. I honestly just loved my very first bus wrap that I ever did, mm-hmm. which was for Granville Island, and um, I think it was the pumpkin one that I did first, and then like the rest of them came, like the ice cream and all that stuff, and they were always mm-hmm. so much fun to do because you'd see them go by you on the street, and it felt mm-hmm. like it felt like you know my parents were never like into art in such a way mm-hmm. like I never brought home art and they were like oh my gosh you are the next Picasso and like <laughs> put it on the fridge like that never happened yeah. to me so so seeing like walking through Grandma Island for example and like seeing my stuff there really felt like what I assume it feels like when your parents are like, yeah. we're so proud of this. We're going to put it on our fridge. Oh my God. Like Granville Island is your personal refrigerator. Like yeah. Yeah, that's where you're, I love that. That's so cute. And it just made me feel so good. You know, every time a bus would go by or like, sometimes I'd be stuck mm-hmm. in traffic behind one of the, one of the vehicles that I designed mm-hmm. and I'd be like, okay, you know what? I'm not even, I can't even be mad. 
I can't even be mad. Just to start my art. <laughs> that is that is very cool. You must feel like like well, because you have you've achieved so much, and and you're so young as well. Um, was it was it hard trying? To like, is it, it you making it sound so wonderful? Like, just oh, I just went out and did this kind of thing. But were, were there challenges, and was it difficult to actually get to where you are today? Like, tell us a little bit about that. Well, yeah, like I, I even even if you look at those ten days where I was getting my portfolio together, like mm-hmm. I was a mess. I remember mm-hmm. going to Blacks, which used to be this um, photography store that also printed um your photographs for you and I mm-hmm. and I wanted to also submit some of my photo- photography for my portfolio and I went to Blacks to pick up my stuff for my uh, and, and and they were closing but this was the only time I could go pick it up and I you know opened the door I said hey I'm here to pick up my photographs and they're like oh shoot we forgot to do it can we do it tomorrow mm-hmm. and I not being in my right mind completely broke into tears because oh, no. I had no time. I couldn't come tomorrow. And yeah. it's like, if you don't give me these photographs, I'm going to not make it into this program and you're going to yeah. waste a year of my life. Do you understand? Yeah. And so I just burst into tears and I think they could tell right away that it meant a lot to me to have those photographs. Yeah. So they're like, it's okay. We'll stay open another 10 minutes and do them for you. No worries. Oh. And I was like, okay, great. So I left, <laughs> I left and I was just, my boyfriend was just there with me holding my face. Like we were downtown and he was like, you haven't eaten in like 24 hours. Let's go grab a bite while they do that. And, um, that was just really nice. And that was actually the first time I tried five guys. Yeah. Well, there you go. (laughs) A good beggar always helps. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, like that's kind of the scary side of, um, entrepreneurship is like you, you risk a lot of burnout because they're really, you're the person putting the structure in place. And when you're, when you're working for yourself, you're kind of always in working hours. Mm-hmm. Well, how do, you, how do you deal with that now and things like that? Um, so what was your question? <laughs> uh, how do you deal with burnout and, um, you know, sort of those long nights where you are sort of at the end of your rope? How do you take care of yourself when you're in that state? Mm, right. I actually will say that like when you start freelancing or I, most people that start freelancing, they are in that burnout state a lot because there is no mm. parameters. There's like, it's like, well, the client needs it, the client needs it. And you just like go until you can no longer or go until mm-hmm. it's finished. And I, I have kind of learned over time how to like not be that way anymore. So mm-hmm. I, and really it just takes doing a lot of projects. You do a lot of projects to the, to the point where you're like, I know how long this takes. So I can, I can very accurately tell someone, oh, I need two weeks. Oh, I need four weeks. Instead of like, when you first start out and you're like, I'll have that. Like, sure. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I'll have that to you in three days. Um, yeah. But like, what I would say is definitely, and it's so hard to do. I, I totally get it because I couldn't do it when I first started. Cause I was like hungry for money, you know, student mm-hmm. loans and all that stuff. But, but definitely like, say no, <laughs> say mm-hmm. no so much more than you say yes. Like when, when a client asks you to do something and it's just not the thing that lights you up, like say no, because it's good for everybody involved. It's good for you involved. You're not going to, you're not going to like pull your hair yeah. out and it's good for them too, because they're going to feel like when they get that right person that do- does light up with that project, they're going to feel that shift in energy. Yeah. And, and your kind of negative energy about it is never good. And also just charge what you're worth. Yeah. Like, don't be afraid to charge what you're worth. I, I like the, um, 
they're saying no thing as well. Like um, I've brought it up on the show before, but like my sister always tells me, if you never say no, where's the power in your yes? Because I just say yes to everything. And it's true. Like that's where your power comes in and it also allows you to sort of charge more and everything and, and charge what you're worth, like and know what you're worth because you know what your yes is worth and, and what your no is worth. Like the, if it costs you peace or your time or whatever, then you can assert that boundary. Does it, does it feel the same as when you're on that rickety path and like, it doesn't feel right. Is that when you know to say no? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, is this something that I want to, you know, how much I love the beach. And so I actually just think about something you love doing. And when I think to myself, is this something that I would sacrifice a beach day to do? Mm. (laughs) And if the answer is yes, then I'm like all in, let's do this project. You know, like those lyric videos I yeah. just did. I was excited about those and I like really wanted to do them. And so I said yes to those. Um, and moving forward, it's just, I just keep asking myself that question for yeah. me. Am I going to miss a beach day to do this? And will I be happy to do that? That is such a good like rule of thumb to live by. I think it's kind of like the whole Mary Kondo, like, does it spark a joy? <laughs> if, it, if it doesn't, then why are you doing it? Yeah. It, it must be nice to be like in, in a position where you're able to do that as well. Like how long did it take you to get to that position where you're able to just say no to things? Wow. Um, and like, probably. what it like is the trade-off like, was there a time when you were learning that, like where the trade-off was hard to balance? It, it probably took me about three years out of school, like two or three years to get once mm-hmm. I graduated school to like know what I can say no to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, and it's tricky because at, in the, in that time frame, I was also in the agency. Mm-hmm. And so when you're working for someone else in a big ad agency, you don't really say no to projects. You just like, right you just get assigned things. So then you just take it and take it and take it. And so then when you're yeah. a freelancer, suddenly you're like, wait, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's very empowering though. And like, I think, you know, knowing is half the battle. So a lot of our listeners are, are younger. So it's important to know that you wouldn't get this straight away where you can just have this, you know, empowering sort of discern- discernment. You do kind of have to like go through and learn what those boundaries are and what's good and, and what's not. But um, we will go through a short break and when we come back, we'll expand on this. Yes. <laughs> The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey you. Yeah you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. 
We're here to get you started on your future. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right. Welcome back, everyone. You are with Rebecca Shalon, and we are talking to Lily Schmill today, uh, graphic designer extraordinaire. And we're, we're kind of getting into a lot of things about boundaries before the break. So like how to say no, knowing when to say no. And then you also sort of mentioned um, like knowing your worth. And that's sort of a, a concept that I, I would love to dive deeper into as well, because how do you define that? Like, how do you go about like setting your price as an entrepreneur? Like what research goes into that? Mm-hmm. So I always try to tell people that when they're a freelancer and this is, you have to think to yourself, am I a good person? Like for me, I believe I'm a good person. You know, I, I like to give money when I can to people in need. I like to like, you know, some holiday seasons I like put together pack care packages I'm not I'm not doing this to like you are a good person or... I can vouch, can vouch for that. <laughs> yeah I'm just trying to tell <laughs> yes. the listeners like you know like, I think yeah. to myself yes I am a good person so yes. if you yourself believe that you are a good person that's step one step two is believing that money is just like tokens to be able to do things mm-hmm. right so like mm-hmm. I can pay thirty dollars and get into playland or whatever. I can pay, mm-hmm. I can pay $20 and get a pair of jeans at Old Navy or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the prices are these days after COVID. Yeah. But you know what I mean? They're just tokens to be able to do things. Yes. So if you believe that step one, you are a good person and step two, that t- money is just tokens to be able to do things, then you should also believe that good people deserve to get as many tokens as they possibly can because I want, nice. good, I want good people to be able to have so many tokens that they can do all the things that they need to do. So if you are a good person, you owe it to the world to be able to make as much money as you can mm-hmm. so that you can go out there and do good. Yeah. So the, cool. there's a stigma around money where people go, oh, the rich are bad or, oh, like, I don't want to make a lot of money because I'm, and that's where, where charging what you're worth comes into question because you think to yourself, oh, I'm going to charge less because I'm a good person and I don't want to, I don't, you know, and you, you start mm-hmm. spreading all these like voices in your head that, that really aren't there. Mm-hmm. You should think, no, I'm a good person. Like I owe it to the world to get more of these tokens to do more. Yes. So, yeah. So charge what makes you be able to do the job properly. For example, if you think that you need, um, I don't know, 40 an hour to do something and you charge instead 20 an hour to do the thing, the person who is told what your rate is. So if you tell them 20 an hour, they're going to go, great, I'm going to get the the best work out of you for $20 $20 an hour. Mm. But you didn't tell them this is half of what I charge. So I'm going to actually just give you half of my best. Mm-hmm. They are expecting your best at, at the, the point in which you say your rate. 
So you better tell a rate that allows you to do the very best you can. Otherwise mm. you are cheating the client out of, out of your best, essentially. You need to write a book, honestly. That is so wise. Wow. I never really thought of it that way because you're right. Like when you do undercharge, you are stretching your own resources and doing a disservice to the client because it's not at the point where, like, where you would give yourself enough time and, and money to do the very, very best that you can do. So that's that's a good that's a good way to live by. So maybe like when you're first starting out and you're setting your prices, you could say, this is my best work price. This is the next price and give yourself sort of tiers so that people mm-hmm. know. So you're still like saying, this is what I I am worth for like the, the, the best thing, but like you're giving them options for their budget and then they know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so if you say that 20 is what you need, sorry, <laughs> Let's go back. If you say the honest truth, which is that 40 is what you need. And the client says, oh, I can't uh, pay that per hour. Yeah. Then great. It wasn't meant to be. That's not the client for you. And you are not the artist or the Mm -hmm. contractor for them. Mm -hmm. Like just go find someone in your, in your price range Mm -hmm. because it, it needs to be that way. So that both sides are happy. Yeah. It's that whole, like, it's not too expensive. It's out of your budget type thing. Like, and yeah. there, there will be someone that has that budget. Um, but that can be tricky, you know, like when you are trying to set those firm prices and um, you're starting out, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, the trade-off there is like, you need, you need to be able to pay your bills. So some, like, what do you do in that sort of situation where like, you're really not wanting to compromise what you're worth, but you need to like make that cash. Yeah. I mean, you should really just, um, like I've definitely taken a lot of jobs where it was underpaying what I thought Mm -hmm. it was worth. And that was when I was early on. And, and honestly, that was just like usually projects that I just really wanted to work on. So if it was like Mm -hmm. a, a a company that you were like, Oh man, that would be so amazing to work with. Mm -hmm. Like, you know me, I love diet Coke. I will drink cola forever and if yeah. it's like they came up to me and was like hey can you design for us I'd be like yes let's have let's like really work this out and have a have a yeah. place where we both are happy with because I really want this to work you know yeah yeah um so you just have to think about like is this something I want to do yeah so I guess if you cannot have the price you want you need it to feed your soul instead so like it's either you know you get the right amount of tokens or you get the right amount of joy kind of thing. Like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I like that. So that, that's a good way to sort of like figure out and, and find that balance when you are sort of establishing your own business and establishing, you know, how you can charge and how you can be competitive as well among um, people in the same field. Because like, do you, do you find that you're like, how did you go about with that sort of research? Like, what, what, did you find out what other designers charge and then uh, sort of figure out from there kind of thing? Well, when you look at averages, it's really difficult because even designers, there are some designers that work like work for as little as 10 an hour, you know, online mm-hmm. and you just get some copied and pasted art. Yeah. Or you get some designers that are like 150 an hour and you get some yeah. custom made, beautiful, like intricate thing. Yeah. You know? And so there's no there's no right answer to that. You just charge yeah. all the people on that scale are charging what they 
can do, what they are physically, mentally able to yeah. work at. And so I, I really like, don't, like, just don't look at what other people are charging. Like really just don't. You are not That's actually good advice. You don't know what lights their soul up. You don't know anything about them and they don't yeah. know anything about you. That's good advice. And like, who wants to put yourself in the average anyway? Do you ever want to be average at anything? <laughs> like, no, <laughs> exactly. I like that. You want to, you want to find the balance for you again, you know, being true to yourself and what you need. I, I really love that. That's a common theme in your life and both professional and personal. Like you're, you're really sort of following your heart and what you believe and allowing you to like guide your own path kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I want to go back to this like 100 days um, challenge you were talking about. Yeah. So um, that's how you initially like got this. This is the one thing that you wanted, like you were you were building up to this, like you wanted to be able to have the freedom to choose your own hours and, and have this business and this life that you have created for yourself. So what is the next 100 day challenge for you? Like what what's the next goal that that you would do for this 100 days? Okay, so I love this timing because the last 100 days of 2021 starts on September 22nd. September 22nd. I love this. Talk it through. We're all going to do 100 days. Are you ready? Everybody listening out there? September (laughs) 22nd. That's the start of our 100 days. So this year we're focusing on joy. So every day we're going to do any little thing that sparks joy like not to Marie Kondo this yeah yeah, yeah. like whether it's like um buying a five dollar Starbucks gift card and just handing it to the person behind you in line or Mm -hmm. or you know like helping an elder walk their dog or Mm -hmm. or you know for me it would probably be just like going to the beach a lot as you know Mm -hmm. even if even as it gets cold I I mean you know that was my COVID thing Mm mm-hmm in like the span of four weeks, I quit my job, started my business, moved to the beach, got a dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, there, at least if I die for COVID, I'll die happy. <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel about how you got there, but like, that's you know, good. Please don't die. Life is just <laughs> so short. I'm it realizing is. and I'm, I'm, I'm in my twenties still. I'm 28. And I'm just so aware of time passing mm-hmm. that I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just over it. I'm over time passing, mm-hmm. you know, every day you can do one thing. And this mm-hmm. is what I tell you is like, is like, I wake up with a to-do list. Like you can see my, to- my to-do, my to-do lists are covered, are covering my desk right now. Mm-hmm. And every day I just go, you know what? I'm just going to pick one thing. Mm-hmm. And one thing turns into 365 things that you got done by the end of the year, which yeah. is a lot of things to get done. I know people are like, oh, but a whole year and you only did 365 things. Like that is most than that is more things than most people get done. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. That's good. You start, start with one and then go for that. Cause sometimes, you know, it has that snowball effect when you like, you know, you start to get one thing done, you'll get more things sort of going. And a lot of the times when you have more than one thing to do, it can be overwhelming to look at that. Like, I can't possibly do those 10 things today. And then you you kind of get stuck because you know you can't do all 10. But if you separate that into that, the one thing at a time, then you have a much better chance mm-hmm. of getting that done. So that's cool. So you're finding joy. 
what is the at the end is there something like a, a major joy goal at the end like where it's like the thing that brings you the most joy that you're trying to get to at this or is it focusing on that every day well I did a um what's it called like a goal session with mm-hmm. the, one of the coaches at the Corcoco and um turf mm-hmm. and it was it was an eye-opening experience and basically we we did like a mind map of all the things that we love and and I wrote beach and love like I love love mm-hmm. my favorite thing is introducing two people and watching them fall in love and like have babies and make a family like I love Aww. seeing my a ripples. matchmaker I love yeah. that so and I also love dancing oh man do I love mm-hmm. dancing so I thought to myself okay how can I combine the beach and and love like matchmaking and dancing and then I thought a beach club. I'm going to do, <laughs> I'm going to do that. So that's awesome. So, so I was thinking like, um, of getting that going, but it's like in its initial stages and I'm trying to figure out how that's going to go. Um, so that's my little side project, which I can't tell you too much about because I'm mm-hmm. working on it. Um, but the goal is that by next summer, or at least the next time it's not this year, but the next time it gets hot again in the spring or something, then I'll have mm-hmm. something up and running. And then hopefully you'll see my name over that. <laughs> That's pretty exciting. Are you going to be documenting this anywhere? Can we follow along on your journey? Oh gosh. That's the one thing I'm terrible at is social media is like, I never share what I'm up to. And everyone always asks me like to share. And I just don't, I don't know. I have so much fun doing these things that like stopping and pulling out my phone to do, to do with the documentation is just like, it doesn't even like cross my mind, but I'm very Mm. thankful when I do have documentation, like in the past when I'm like, Oh, I I'm so happy that I took a photo of that because I can look back and remember that. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so, I'm just so not that person. Well, for sure, you'll have your your loving and adoring friends posting the end results and tagging you in it. So <laughs> we'll still, people will still be able to see it. So they, I guess they can find you on your Instagram. Yep. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you have show links, but you can tag uh, Schmilligan mm-hmm. on Instagram, S-H-M-I-L-I-G-A-N. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can and of course my- on your website. My website is my more professional profesh. Yeah. It's lilyschmil.com, which is L-I-L-Y-S-H-M-I-L. Yeah. Dot com. And so at the end of a hundred days, we should check back into in with you and see if you have uh the beach club going. (laughs) What was what was your um what was your joy today? What was your one thing today that you should do? Oh man, I unfortunately didn't do anything joyous today, but I do have I do have like nine days till the hundred days starts. That's true. Yeah. So I guess you, you know, there's, there's to be no joy until, <laughs> no until joy for nine more days. days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I love that. Um, what is something that brings you the most joy though? Like you mentioned the beach um, and you said that, you know, you've, you've pursued all these things, you know, in the space of four weeks, which was, you know, getting a dog, getting your own place, moving like to the beach and, you know, pursuing your own business. These are lots of things that bring you joy. What's, what's an, what's some more, tell me more <laughs> mm, so that we can I... inspire people for their lists as we're getting ready for September 22nd, we're all making our joyful lists. What are some things that you can inspire now? I love moving my body. Like I love circus, as you know, I'll do trapeze, mm-hmm. pole, 
silks, anything and everything that like shows how bendy I am. I just love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, I also love nutrition and using, I use my fitness pal and I like, um, make sure that I keep my protein in check and all that stuff. Because if I could, I would eat candy 24 seven. And, mm-hmm. um, what I found was that I just was sluggish and didn't have energy and was always shaking. So I, mm-hmm. I took it upon myself to like learn nutrition. Yeah. Got that done. Um, I love what brings me joy. I like what I like what you're saying here as well. Like these are all like different categories almost because it's not just that whole like joy, like superficial happiness kind of thing. You're finding joy in wellness and you know creating habits that are going to affect the joy in your life for for like a longer period of time. So things like companionship with your dog and things like that and and having that energy around because you you love cheesy and you're great. You're great. Uh, Oh my gosh, everyone needs to stop what they're doing right now and go and look at how cute my dog is. Yes. He's on Instagram at cheese the mighty. Yeah. And he's just, he's just stealing everyone's hearts. I mean, rightfully so. He he fits in my pocket, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between. He's 2.4 pounds. He is the cutest. He has a little outfit made out of a sock. So he's like, he's like a little dobby. <laughs> so cute. But yes, Cheese the Mighty is, is something you update a lot, actually. So like definitely, do, yes. definitely go to that Instagram to see what Lily's up to because and it's all told from Cheese's point of view as well, which is mm-hmm. fantastic. But um, yeah, like uh, going back to this uh, concept of joy, like I like that you're not sort of just saying, oh, well, it makes me happy to like, you know, as you were saying, like eat candy or it makes me happy to do this. You're actually making changes that are going to make your body happy or your mind happy or your soul happy. Like there's these different categories that you're finding the joy in. You're not just sort of going down one sort of thing and neglecting everything else because it, it has to be well-rounded in order to like have that true effect on your life. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my early twenties, it was a lot of um, like what makes me happy in the moment. Mm-hmm. And in my later twenties, like now I'm realizing that maybe what makes me happy in the moment doesn't actually feed my body, feed my soul. Um, Can you repeat that? Cause that is important. It really it really is. It's like, it's like, for example, the candy thing, I noticed that I was getting tummy aches and all that stuff. And, and a lot of that has been solved with, with me eating healthier. Yeah. It's not like I'm eating healthier because of the super fit. Like when I was 20, I would think, or I would almost be against eating healthy because I'm like, ah, I don't like the beauty standards. Screw that. Don't want to do it. You know, but nowadays it's almost the opposite effect. Like nowadays that the world is becoming more um, open about their definition of beauty and, and everything is more accepting that mm. only now am I finding joy in eating healthy because I'm like, wow, man, do I love the way that my tummy feels for the next two days. And mm-hmm. I love the way that I don't shake when I go upstairs and I, you know, Mm. So moving away from that like instant gratification that this generation has a reputation for, like a lot of the time we're sort of, you know, 
championed as not even champion like we're we're known as like the the generation that needs things to happen like right now this instant otherwise it doesn't work so that's where you get the things like the instagram likes and all that sort of stuff when you upload a photo and you get that instant gratification that people like you the instant boost um so it's learning to to prolong that gratification feeling and and how to like fuel it so that it's more more of like a, a longevity thing like you know what I mean so you, you're not just doing that highs and lows it's more like that steady yes mm-hmm. this feels good yeah and that's really hard to achieve like I think that takes a lot of practice because you know when you're younger you're just like oh this felt good I'm gonna do it again um but as you said like the thing that feels good in the moment isn't always what's good for you long term because that that's what leads to burnout that's what leads to you know, just burning the candle at both ends, as my parents always told me, like that sort of thing. Like, because you're you're chasing a high, you're not chasing, um, like a healthy cycle kind of thing. Totally, totally. And I will say that it's a lot easier said than done now than it was then, because I was burning the candle at both ends. Honestly, when I was going through school, I was working, mm-hmm. I was working like four days a week as well, and I had mm-hmm. a very, very, very full time course load where it was like nine to five even. And then, and then beyond that was homework. It was just a lot. Um, and, uh, there were a lot of tears, a lot of breakdowns. Like I had a lot of acne. I had a lot of, it was just, it was just really bad. And would I do it again? Yes. Because it's like, when I had a goal, I had a goal in mind and I was going to do anything Mm -hmm. I could to get there, you know? Yeah. Um, which is, which is like, unfortunately the way that you have to be when you're not so well off, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have to work sometimes to get yourself through school, but just do it, you know, do yeah. it, do it, do it. I totally want everyone to just get to their goals. Like it's worth yeah. it. I feel like you, you took advantage of um, your energy in the youth rather than it wasn't so much like burning yourself out doing one thing. Because you you did a lot of things and you tried a lot and then listened. Like that was the important part. You didn't just do it and like be done with it. Like you listened to what your body and what your mind had to say about each activity and whether you would want to include that later in your life or include it as a part of like your dreams or like and you determined its worth for your time and your your peace kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I think like – there's a lot to learn from you for sure. Um, and I, I know you have a lot to offer and everything like that. Like, uh, especially with like graphic design, going back to your profession. Um, I know you love like Photoshop and everything like that. Have, have you ever taught of like teaching because a thought of teaching, right? No, taught, I taught us or put it. Have you ever thought of teaching because you speak with such presence and you, you have so much wisdom, especially for someone so young, like, have you ever thought of being like having a forum where you could teach? I have. I actually love teaching Photoshop when I teach mm. people how to, how to, I, I always say this, how to play God. Like you literally make a world that wasn't there prior. I love mm. it. Um, and I, I, I want to clarify that I'm not pro Photoshopping to make, for example, women's retouching. Yeah. I retouching. Sure. I am such a fan of Photoshop and this is why when you look at a sunset with your eyes, it's beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. When you take a photo with your phone and you take a photo of that same sunset, what does it do? It flattens it. It's not so great. And then you show your friend and you're like, I swear it was better in person. What Photoshop allows you to do 
is to make it look like it looked with your eyes because your eyes yeah. will always naturally Photoshop things. When I look yeah. at someone, I don't see their acne. I see clear skin. I see their eyes. But when someone sees their own face, they see their acne. They see like all these, you know, snaggle tooths or whatever they have yeah. because they are no longer Photoshopping their own face. Yeah. And so I, I know you have like a lot, um, a lot of things to say about Photoshop and everything and like uh, the way the way it can change an image because you're right like you bringing out the the colors again the way like to make it see through your eyes and I wish we had more time to like dive into this because you're so interesting and there's so much to see and like I I hope you do open a school one day for like photoshop as well again go to her website lilyshmiel.com um but we are coming to the end of the show so something we like to ask all of our guests on here is if you had 60 seconds just 60 seconds where the whole world had to sit down and listen what would you say to them? Whoa. It's a big question. Yeah. It's <laughs> a big question. Um, I would say something that I've really been liking lately is just been to, to sing without hearing yourself. You don't have to hear yourself to make a difference. You can just be loud and proud and say things to people and don't have to worry about the way it comes out. It'll just mm -hmm. come out. And then you know what happens? You say bye to that person and you move on. Like you, people are just going to come and go. And the only person that'll be with you forever is you. So don't worry about the way things come out. I just love that. Be vulnerable, let go, and just be yourself because it matters what you have to say. And like, it doesn't matter if you make mistakes or anything like that. I love that. Don't think. Don't worry about how it sounds. Do the karaoke all the time. <laughs> so yeah. we will leave you guys with that. Thank you so much for joining us, Lily. Like, it's amazing to talk to you. I hope we get to have you on the show again because there's so much more I want to explore with you. Um, but to everyone listening out there, I hope you are inspired to start your own 100 days. It starts on September 22nd if you want to give it a go find the joy thank you so much for listening to us all we'll be back next week same time same place thanks for being part of teen wealth radio please join your host brandy england her guests and panel of experts again next thursday at 5 p.m pacific time 8 p.m eastern time on the voice america variety channel have an awesome week and we'll see you here for the next show